Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. Hi, my name is Kristen. I am the uh, teen librarian with Maricopa County. And And I'm Emily, and I'm a librarian with Maricopa County as well. Today we want to discuss Are You Afraid of the Dark? horror stories and how we got into them. Yes, one of my favorite topics. (laughs) (laughs) Emily, do you want to go first? Sure. So I guess we can start off with how we got into horror as a genre. Um, and why we enjoy it. Um, For me, I really like horror because I feel like it's, as weird as it sounds, it's kind of like a safe space for us to explore hidden elements of the things that we see every day. Um, So I first got into horror by accident in second grade when I read In a Dark, Dark Room and Other Scary Stories by Alvin Schwartz. Um, It is an I can read book and it scarred me. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Pretty badly with this story, The Girl with the Green Ribbon. Um, I, my little second grade brain couldn't (laughs) comprehend that it was going to be a scary story and towards the end I won't spoil it but um, there's a pretty big reveal and the twist um, really shocked me and stuck with me for the rest of my life so that was my first real experience with having a piece of media of any kind be very scary for me and I kind of loved it Um, and then I guess as I got older I don't know if you went through like an Anne Rice phase, but in high school, I went through an Anne Rice phase and I just devoured the interview with a vampire series. Um, They were my favorite and her kind of like angsty, tormented vampires were perfect for my angsty, tormented teenage soul. (laughs) And they didn't glitter. Yes, yes, I know. This was like right around when twilight the first book was coming out but it wasn't a sensation yet so we have Anne rice and all of her uh very very tormented (laughs) vampires but i'm grateful to Anne rice for that um and then i guess as i was getting like more in my early 20s um the haunting of hill house came out on netflix and i watched that and it was very scary for me and it reignited my love for all things horror because I remember watching it and just being like this is so well done this is so creepy and I need to read more you know so I had never read The Haunting of of Hill House the book by Shirley Jackson so then I read that book and I don't know it just launched me on my like adult path to horror and I kind of never stopped. (laughs) How about you? How did you get into horror? So for me, I'm actually, this is funny as a librarian, I am actually a reluctant reader. Um, I don't like fantasy. I don't like world building. I struggle with it. I need a fast paced plot driven book and I feel like horror going into thriller, which is, you know, a sub of horror, it gives me that. There's just this story and you want to get to the end of it and figure out what exactly is going on there's twists and turns it keeps me engaged and it just keeps me focused funny enough similarity in our ages I also got introduced to horror (laughs) thanks to Mr. Alvin Schwartz with scary stories to tell in the dark Alvin (laughs) I feel like any 90s baby or kid 
I feel like that was our first exposure. Indoctrinating um, the 90s kids. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had um, an older sister and friends with older siblings, and they had the copy of the book, and they used to terrify us with the stories because they would read them beforehand, and then one of them would have it already worked out to make the noises and the creaks and the sounds, Ooh! so it was kind of like live theater. And I just remember crying more times than I could could share, you know, and so I kind of did, I took a little bit, I was also scared and traumatized, Mm -hmm. took a little bit of a break with horror, and then one year we were visiting the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee, and in a gift shop I found Ghost Ghouls and Unsolved Mysteries, and this opened me up to this kind of folklore, true story side of horror, which I found very fascinating, and that along with, um, you know, shot glasses. That's my one thing I collect anywhere I travel. I try to get a local collection of ghost stories and folklore because, you know, there's just something so fascinating with it. And that kind of carried into college. You know, my undergrad is in anthropology. I have like this fascination with cultures and understanding people and their regions and things like that. Um, You know, and then funny enough, Haunting of Hill House, my love for horror has also stayed through with films and television shows. And I do have to say, we have been blessed with some amazing films and television shows. But We really have. Yeah. For me, the ones that really stick out in the 90s, um, Scream, hands down. Wes Craven. You know, I was a baby in the 80s, so like I love campy 80s horror film. (laughs) But there's just something about... Night was it 93's Wes Craven Scream 95 it just it still to this day holds up <laughs> um and then I just remember being a kid like you know Are You Afraid of the Dark was on Nickelodeon yes. on Fridays <laughs> still to this day the vampire episode terrifies me like I can't go back and watch it <laughs> um but yeah so you know it, it's just funny you know Mr. Alvin got us into it and I just, you know, I continue to read it to this day just because, you know, I like the edge of the seat, the action, the fast pace, the mystery. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you say about how you're a reluctant reader because I can be too at times. And that's one of the things that I love about horror, too. Mm-hmm. And I really like horror short stories yes. specifically for that reason, because the genre is so well suited for short stories. And so every once in a while, I'll pick up an anthology and enjoy it so that's interesting that's something I've never considered before yeah I think that's why I gravitate towards those ghost Mm -hmm. and folklore collections because it's regional and that's just it's just very interesting the similarities all across the U.S. and other countries I've visited the similarities between ghost stories I love that yeah (laughs) so should we get into discussing some books from our library's collection yes let's do it who should go first um I could go first so uh an adult fiction I recently read actually I listen to it on Hoopla, is A Flicker in the Dark by Stacey Willingham. Uh, This one follows a girl by the name of Chloe Davis who, at the age of 12, six teenage girls in her very small town in Louisiana, Louisiana go missing. It's the most terrifying, stressful summer she has ever experienced. By the end of the summer, her father confesses to the murders, which completely throws her world upside down. She just can't seem to understand how her father could do this. You know, fast forward 20 years later, she's a psychologist in Baton Rouge, and all of a sudden, um, one teenage girl goes missing, and then another, and then another. Oh, I got goosebumps. I know. (laughs) And Chloe is having to deal with 
you know, the anxieties and the stress from her childhood as this summer is coming back, um, coming back to life for her. And she's having to face those old ghosts and confront, you know, the people in her life. Can she really trust, you know, her fiance, her brother, the people she knows? And is she going to unmask another killer by the end of the book? Adding that to my to-read list as we speak. (laughs) Um, So my pick for my first pick was um, Love Sickness by Junji Ito. And this book was actually the first horror manga that I read. Um, And wow, what an introduction to horror (laughs) manga because Junji Ito, in my mind, can really do no wrong. He is so wonderful and um, so terrifying. (laughs) You Um, showed me some of the some of his pages. Yes, (laughs) yes. Um, And so uh, in this book, in Love Sickness, um, we have it's actually a story collection, um, but the title story is incredible and very powerful and will stick with you. Um, So a content warning for this one, um, the story Love Sickness, the title story of this book, does um, deal with suicide. So just want to throw that out there for anyone who might need that warning. Um, But in Love Sickness, we see this young man go to his hometown and there are rumors swirling about that women and girls in the town are killing themselves after they meet this beautiful young man at a crossroads. And I can't really say very much else about the book, but um, without giving stuff away, which I don't want to do, but I'll just say that if you're interested in a really great horror story that also has illustrations that are just as, if not more creepy than the plot itself, I would recommend this book. The whole book, the whole story collection is very very unsettling (laughs) like for me in the best way um but it is deeply unsettling and part of that has to do with his illustrations I mean there is just something about his illustrations that gives you this creeping uh disturbed feeling and I like to say that all of his characters kind of have like dead eyes and it just makes you feel so unnerved as a reader that it adds so much more to the already unsettling plots so that's Love Sickness by Junji Ito um it is a manga in the adult section of our libraries um and it's not on any like audio um or anything like that since it is a visual media that's awesome. <laughs> what do you have next? <laughs> um, so in preparation for the new season of American Horror Story, I decided to read uh, Delicate Condition by Danielle Valentine. This is very much an adult fiction um, that we have available as a hard copy and as a digital copy on Hoopla. Strong trigger warning coming with this one as well. This book does deal heavily with infertility, IVF treatments, a very tragic miscarriage. There's blood, there's gore. Just go into it with grace as, you know, as a woman. (laughs) Um, I do highly recommend this one. And I've actually watched the first two episodes of American Horror Story. And they're doing a very good job with transcribing it from book to screen, which makes me very happy. You love to see it. I love to see it because I was very (laughs) nervous. But I wanted to make sure I got it read before I watched American Horror Story. Um, Delicate Condition follows um, 
a young, uh, or actually an, a geriatric actress. She's in her upper 30s, and her and her husband have been struggling for years to get pregnant. It's it's the one thing she wants more than, than the Oscar that she's going for at the end of the season. Um, through years of doing IVF, she finally gets her, you know, positive pregnancy test, but she's starting to notice weird things. A woman in red lipstick out of the corner of her eyes, another woman with dark glasses constantly just out of, out of eyesight over in the shadows. Things are being left out in the house. Appointments are being changed in her calendar. Um, she just begins to feel like there's a huge conspiracy against her and her pregnancy. Um, highly recommend. It will definitely stick with you. Again, do go in it knowing that trigger warning. Um, it does have some very graphic descriptions of things. So keep that in mind. Uh, again, this is available as hard copy or on Hoopla. That's so interesting. Before you mentioned that, I did not know that this season of American Horror Story was based on a book. So. I know. And she just released this book at the beginning of 2023. So oh they, they were on it. They're fast. <laughs> They're working fast. Yes. <laughs> okay. The next book I have is A Head Full of Ghosts by Paul Tremblay. Um, this is adult fiction as well. Um, it's not a manga. It's just straight up fiction. Um, so in this book, we follow a family. And the father um, has lost his job and the family is struggling financially um, when their teenage daughter begins to show signs of abnormal behavior for her. So she starts acting in ways that are not typical for her. And the actions that she starts doing tend to escalate um, and over time they do escalate. Um, so the family consults a doctor but they kind of don't really have a lot of answers to what might be going on also keep in mind the family is struggling financially so medical bills are expensive and they ultimately consult with a local priest who says that the daughter might need an exorcism Ooh. so if you're a fan of a good exorcism story <sighs> this might be for you <laughs> because it's definitely a different take on an exorcism story because in addition to um, the exorcism that is being prepared for this teenage daughter, um, there is also the element of the fact that the parents bring in a documentary crew to um, install cameras in their home oh. and create a documentary out of this family going through this exorcism process. So the author kind of takes this like traditional exorcism story and really turns it on its head where it's i think this story was written for people who like horror as just their favorite genre and read it all the time because it alludes to a lot of different tropes in horror um like the exorcism story or the haunted house or um you know there's references to like shirley jackson or or things that horror readers would know, but it kind of turns things on its head with that like film crew production because it makes it very meta. But at the same time, you're left with reflecting on 
what's really happening in this family's story and what is the truth. And I think that element of it, the uncertainty, is what makes it the most scary for me. Rather than the exorcism itself or any of the particular plot points, it's really you're left with your own thoughts about what's really going on in this story. So it leaves you with this kind of uneasy feeling. <laughs> I love that. I love the documentary int- um, entry into that. Yeah. I'm not a big exorcism fan, but I'm going to have to give that one a try. Yeah. So that was A Headful of Ghosts by Paul Tremblay, and it is available in hard copy, but also on Libby as well. Um, so I'm kind of riding high on Danielle Valentine, Valentine <laughs> and I found this, it was actually recommended by one of our uh, patrons here, How to Survive Your Murder. This is also by Danielle Valentine. Now this is a teen fiction and this one, kind of funny enough, similar to your previous book, A Head Full of Ghosts, this is for the horror fan the ultimate horror movie fan as well as books. Uh, this one kind of gives the vibes of Happy Death Day where you are there's a meta fan who is just obsessed with horror movies as well as books there's tons of quotes so if you're really into those horror movies and stuff like she brings up a lot of screen quotes Night of the Living Dead all sorts of stuff they are they're teens that are going to a birthday party in a corn maze all of a sudden the chainsaw sound is heard and she witnesses her sister's death a year later she's having to testify and she has to confront the person that she witnessed killed her sister who claims his innocence suddenly she wakes up one year in the past and has to figure out how to save her sister's life. I'm still trying to finish this one and I just cannot put it down. I highly recommend this one. If you are a horror movie fan, horror TV fan, horror book fan, it has something for you in it and you're just going to love everything about it. And this is How to Survive Your Murder by Danielle Valentine, which is a teen fiction available in hard copy. (laughs) It just got released, so we don't have digital yet. (laughs) Okay. Actually, my next one is a um, teen fiction as well. Um, It's Clown in a Cornfield by Adam Caesar. And this book is, like I said, it's a young adult book, but I think it works for adults too. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just straight up fun. It is a classic (laughs) slasher. Um, If you like slashers, this is going to be just a fun romp because um this author very much knows the genre and he isn't afraid to just introduce this small town where the local mascot of um, the most prominent company in town is a clown and it's a creepy (laughs) clown of course are there any other kinds of clowns i don't don't think so And um, in this town, there's this creepy clown, and he's on everything. He's on the buildings. He's on the factories. And um, one day, he appears in real life. And, of course, he starts killing people. (laughs) And so you have this kind of classic slasher. I know you said you like Scream, so you might enjoy this. Um, And so there's kind of this undercurrent within this town of generational gaps where... 
the um, teens in the town and the adults in the town have these like clashes and they don't really communicate well with each other. And so there is an element of kind of talking about societal issues, um, but overall it's a fun kind of slasher book that is a teen book but will appeal to any teen plus readers of the genre. And there's a sequel out. Now I have not read the sequel yet, but I will because I really enjoyed the first one. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> Who doesn't love a classic slasher? Right? It's just, if you know what you're getting when you get into it, you'll really enjoy it. <laughs> So now as we're heading into spooky season, officially, what are some of your favorite horror movies that you think you would like to recommend? Ooh, okay. So I would recommend, I really enjoy horror films by A24. Um, so uh, that would mean like anything like Midsummer. Um, by Ari Aster. Robert Eggers also has uh, quite a few horror films that I've really enjoyed, including The Witch. Um, and then I would also recommend um, there's It Follows. And I know you mentioned you had seen It Follows too. We talked a little bit about it. Yes. <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with that movie. Yes, as do I. And I almost didn't include it on my list, but then I was thinking, you know what, I'm just going to include it because... Um, it's one of those films when I was watching it, I was like, oh, that's not scary. And then after I left and I went home from the movie theater, I was like, you know what? That was really, really scary. <laughs> and it just kind of sits with you and makes you uneasy. Um, and then also I would say uh, the Korean film Parasite by oh, Bong Joon-ho um, is also really good. It's a different kind of horror where, um, you know, it's there's comedic elements to it, but overall it's also very unsettling <laughs> how I, about you <laughs> I completely agree I was blown out of the water with Parasite yeah, I great. had no idea where that movie was going um highly recommend it uh funny enough the I have similar taste um I do enjoy a good class a slasher 80s film just for the campy feel this you know this time of the year you want the fuzzy blanket popcorn watch the movie make jokes about it but when I really want something to like stick with me, I kind of go along the same lines. Um, recently I watched The Menu, which I did not get who directed it, I'm sorry, but it is a very quiet film um, that is very precise. It follows this chef who has a very exclusive restaurant and only 16 people are invited. You can only arrive by boat. And there's a, there's a dedicated menu. And as the menu is going on, more and more bizarre stuff is happening. And you just, you just don't know. There's a character who's not supposed to be there. She was invited last minute. Um, it's just, you, you, you have to put the phone down. You have to put the distractions down. This is a movie you have to watch. Um, another great film. I really love anything by Jordan Peele. <laughs> nope. Yes. Um, us. They, these are just movies that, like Midsummer, you have to watch more than once to fully grasp what exactly it is. So true. When I watched Get Out, I was like, this is unlike anything I've ever seen before and I really need to watch it again yes I know I need to watch it follows again I need <laughs> I, I need to give it follows another chance 
<laughs> I feel like I watched it during the pandemic, and that was not a good time to watch movies <laughs> and so certain movies. So I feel like I need to give It Follows another another chance. <laughs> All righty. Well, as we're wrapping up, is there anything else you want to add? No. Thanks for talking with me yeah. about horror. This was fun. Thanks I, for talking with me too. One of my favorite topics. <laughs> Same. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ.